Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Do you want to become insanely successful? Do you want to be the go-to guru in your industry? Do you want to be talked about for all the right reasons? For over 40 years, Kevin Harrington has helped people just like you become significant influencers. Now he's broken the process down in the key person of influence roadmap, and it's yours for free. Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Show. This is Seth Green. My good fortune today to have a very special guest with us, Dane Maxwell. Dane, thank you so much for joining us. I'm happy to be here, man. Let's do this. All right. For our folks at home who don't know who you are yet, tell us a little bit about what you got going on because you're up to some really cool stuff. Thanks. Which parts do you think are cool? (laughs) Well, you're a serial entrepreneur. You've obviously got, you started in one space. You've branched out to quite a few others. Let's let, how did you get started? Let's go there. Pure desperation, uh, realizing I couldn't be an employee, um, no money, no experience, 21, 22 years old, build a business to solve a problem. I don't have any problems. I'm 22. Um, essentially started reaching out to businesses and effectively, uh, found out how to use some kind of, I didn't know I was doing this at the time, but I started using my intuition to drastically reduce my risk and create extremely cash efficient businesses. Okay. So what does that mean? Uh, Well, software as a service is a very good business model. Um, Automated sales, monthly recurring revenue, high customer lifetime value. What that means, practically speaking, is um, you could have a customer be worth 20 grand. Um, I've got customers that have been paying me monthly fees for 10 to 15 plus years and we're friends and they're happy to pay. Um, Now, when I say software, people are like, have a number of things come to their mind. You need to keep in mind, I didn't come up with ideas. I didn't write the code. I didn't even pay for the product to get built. Um, I essentially had it built for enough, for nothing from nothing um, without having to come up with the idea, without having to figure out how it works and without having to pay for it. Like I, I didn't realize at the time, but I was using my intuition to do this. So, but if like effect, effectively what you would do is you'd contact any business owner and you'd ask them, What's the most important activity in your business? Like, why don't I try it with you? Sure, Um, go for it. Yeah, what's the most important activity in your business? Um, Either making new sales or servicing existing clients. And what kind of, for what kind of products? Um, We're a done-for-you service company. So let's say producing a done-for-you podcast and turning it into a best-selling book. Really? What's your average transaction size? Um, About $12,000. Okay, so someone comes to you, pays you twelve grand, they get a podcast completely done for you and a book? Yes, and they get weekly episodes for about six months and blog posts and a whole bunch of other stuff. Who's the host of the show? They are. Okay, how about, 
I'm, I'm, you got me curious about your business now. <laughs> awesome. I did my job. Yeah. Um, well, so like, so who is, tell me about like an example of the last person that bought from you. Sure. So financial advisor who is going to be interviewing accountants, attorneys, and other related professionals on their show, because they'll share it with their audience. They'll share it with their clients. And then when the book comes out, we'll do a book launch. They'll all come to the party. They'll bring clients because it looks good. Hey, come to my book signing party. That's good. Dude, that's brilliant. Thank you. How many clients are you working with? About 50. And have results, how the results been so far? Oh, well, we've been doing this for almost six years. Fantastic. Results are great. Everybody's happy. Yeah, there's, um, inc- yeah, that's a very simply stated sentence for the results are epic. I mean, like, that's, it's so cool. It's like, yeah, yeah, my muscles are big. No, 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 no big <laughs> but deal. I'm like, Arnold, right? You know, well, it's just, that's just so badass, man. Like, um, excuse my language. I'll try and keep no, it really. No, that's okay. But like, I just, so there's so much subtle strategy going on in what you're doing with your business. Yes. Um, that I think you probably developed just thinking about what would be slash backdoor ways slash yes. effortless ways to just like seep into people's minds in yes. a value added way. And then present like everything you're doing is, well, you're called sharkpreneur. So, <laughs> you know, but that's, that's so good. So um, that's such a great model. Um, okay. So now your two most important activities are uh, acquiring customers and then servicing them. Correct. Um, which one is more of a problem for you? Um, neither, actually. So servicing used to be a problem until we had custom project management software built that told our account reps what to do for each client every day, how to do it, when to do it, made sure they did it right, and I didn't have to manage the process. So that was our biggest problem. How and long then, was that problem going on for before it solved? A couple of years. Yeah. So let's, let's just hypothetically say, let's say I met you and that problem existed. Yes. I could ask you what your dream solution would be. Which is what someone did. And I told them and they said, oh, I can build that. Yeah. So, and they built the software that runs our business now. And so if we're talking SaaS, then let's talk about the next thing of now licensing that software to other companies who want to run their businesses as efficiently as ours. Yeah, I mean, I hold my breath on something like that because um, the, the biggest problem you have when you're building software that you don't find out until you launch it is that if your software requires people to change their behavior to use it, it could be very cumbersome. And you probably have fairly unique standard operating procedures. You probably, you probably have a fairly unique protocol for how you run. We do, which would work for, which I mean, I'm not going to go sell it to a restaurant, but another podcasting agency could plug it in relatively, okay. relatively smoothly. Yeah. I mean, do you have any questions on how you might do that process? Well, I'm, you had said using my intuition to fix stuff. So let's pretend you're the guy we're three years ago yeah. and I'm telling you my crisis is every time we do a launch and bring out a bunch of clients, we make a mess because um, I'm managing everything in my head and on post-it notes. Yeah. It's, it's the seed of a brilliant product idea. Um, you currently have a problem. You're currently trying to solve it. You're currently exerting the behavior to do it. So, I mean, what I would do there is ask you what your dream solution is. And, yes. and, what I, and I'm not going to get you into what you would like. I would wrench your brain over to what's your dream solution. Like, cause there's, the, yeah, and the answer I gave at the time was um, my team members do the right thing at the right time for the right client every time. And I don't have to manage and I don't have to micromanage the process. So I want a business that runs without me that delivers this service. So then I would hire out the software team to build that for you. 
Okay, so you identify the problem. Um, you so how how involved are you in the Very. development process? Very. So you're translating my problem into software speak, so they know what to build. Yeah, because you can lose your shirt on software development. Yes. Um, most projects are go twice as long and cost a lot more money. Yeah. So I built seven software products to learn all the ways I could get my shirt eaten. I'm sure that's what you were thinking at the time. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, by the time I had launched my, so I've got a multi-million dollar SaaS business. Uh, it's paperlesspipeline.com. I can, what does that software do? It's transaction management software for real estate companies. Ooh, okay. And it's incredible. It's an incredible product. Paperlesspipeline.com, you go to it. It's one of the nicest looking SaaS sites I see out there. Um, I can, the only credit I can take, I built that up to $700,000 per year and um, handed it off to a CEO. Um, the CEO has since grown it to over $2 million a year annual recurring revenue because I'm an entrepreneur, founder, owner, not an operator. So I build, found, and get companies going and then pass them off. It's just because I get so much joy and, well, I don't know if it's joy. It's just really damn fun, man. So um, with a product like that, I got the first version of that product built in eight weeks. That's incredible speed time. Yeah, but there's seven products, seven projects to get there. Um, so, but that's that's the essence. So, like, I I was un I was unemployable. I got fired from an internship. I had my back against the wall and started. You know, there's a book called like The Lean Startup. I think yep. by Eric Ries. Yep. And shelf. and yeah, and I was doing that process intuitively before it came out, but it didn't seem like all that intelligent to me because I didn't have any money. And I needed to make money and I wasn't getting investors. And so I was like, okay, I don't have money. So I don't want to risk anything. I don't have talent. So I have to hire stuff out and I don't want to build anything unless I know someone's going to buy it. Cause that wouldn't make any sense. So I just started kind of doing things that way. So how'd you decide to build, to take the more, take the infamously cluttered with paper real estate business and turn that into a SaaS company that's paperless and everything's done online. And, you know, last, last house I bought, you know, we sat in the office for maybe two hours signing 8,000 forms. So how did, were you in real estate? How did you decide that that was a problem you were going to solve and how'd you get that built in such a short period of time? Okay. So I read rich dad, poor dad. I've said work to learn. Don't work for money. Right. My uncle owned a Remax office. Okay. So I, call, I called him up and I said, hey, I want to work for you for free to learn. My uncle happened to be the largest foreclosure guy in Des Moines. Um, so I got to see foreclosures. I got to see homes. When I was in that office, I became aware of a lot of technology problems real estate had. So I built my first tech product, then my second, then my third, um, and then my fourth. I think it was four. And then by the time I was there, I had a couple hundred customers that were all in real estate paying for software of some kind. The customer service I was giving was so remarkable to one gentleman that he said, you know, you take such good care of me. I've got this other idea. I've been trying to solve it for years and I can't find a product to do what I want. In fact, I signed up for three other products and I've had to cancel them. Do you think you could build me something? And I said, what is it? And he said, it's transaction management software. And my stomach dropped because I was like, that sounds so scary and so boring and so intimidating. Um, but the most boring topic actually can be pretty exciting if you understand it fully. Um, not all cases, but 
you know, I'm questioning what I just said, but I will tell you that I, I really did end up jo- enjoying understanding the transaction management process because it was so complicated. So I, um, I was like transaction management software. I can't do that. I have I, software. Like when I built my first software projects, like I was on like a shared server with a Russian developer with a two or $3,000 product, you know, cause I was like, this is terrifying. And like, there was no credit card billing gateways. There was no like recurring management software suites. And we had these like cron jobs set up that would run every night to see if the billing date expired to fire off an order for a credit card with a credit card number that was stored as a clear variable in a database without any encryption. Like I I didn't know what I was doing and but I did enough. I mean, I knew enough to be dangerous. You know, it's like if I broke my arm, I would just like wrap it in a cloth or something. But um, I just really, really loved the space because in software you work once and you get paid forever. Yes. Like, so so I've done like maybe, I don't know how many different ideas I've done, but software is the greatest feeling of any business I've ever had. And it is fundamentally the same process as building any business. You identify a customer, you identify a problem, you deliver a result, outsource the expertise. You can do this. If you um, identify a 65 year old, they want clear vision, get them an optometrist. Like you, you could do that. You know, you don't need to be an optometrist to own an optometry practice. This just like blows people's minds, but this is where the wealth is because technicians trade time for money. Yep. Entrepreneurs trade time for ownership. They trade time for equity. So every day you're working as a technician, you're making money. Every day you're working as an entrepreneur, you're turning that time into equity. So software was like the highest form of equity I ever imagined. I became so rich to my standards so quickly that I got so bored because I was making all this money passively that I then just started teaching people how to do it. Um, but what? long story short, um, the guy gave me the idea, software, transaction management software, and my stomach just dropped. I was like, there's no way I can do that. But right like a month earlier, as if it was some divine plan or something, Jeff Bezos from Amazon releases his server farms for other companies to host their applications on. This is a product called Amazon EC2. It's now a billion dollar revenue source for Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos is like, Jeff Bezos is the John Rockefeller of our day. Ruthless, 1% profit margins. Like he's nuts. And like, you know, John Rockefeller would like, like lease his, uh, lease his trail cars by the mile when they weren't being used. He did all kinds of cool stuff that like, 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 Bezos is doing all this cool stuff today. So he's Bezos like, yeah, use our server farm. So Netflix is on them. Mm-hmm. Like a bunch of big businesses are using Amazon EC2. Well, when Amazon EC2 came out, I became confident that I could host a robust platform um, for transaction management software. Um, so we did. And, you know, it's amazing. I love it. It's, it's so damn cool. I mean, paperless pipeline right now uh, as of December was like, just north of 185,000 a month. And that's taken 10 years to build, slow and steady. But that thing is so predictable because I've got like 1,400 people paying a monthly fee. I've got 1,400 streams of income. I've got less than a 1% churn. That's awesome. We have revenue growth every month. And the way that I did that all is by obsessing about not changing the customer's behavior and obsessing about how that product was built so the customer had a pleasant experience with it. Because a lot of times with entrepreneurs, we have this like unconscious arrogance where we are going to come in and say how we think a person should do something. 
So like in the, in the, in the paper world, they would process transactions say like this way, like if you see my arm going like this, but then when developers came out, they're like, Oh, I'll help you go paperless, but they would make them try to process transactions going the opposite direction. Like paper comes in an office. It sits on a front desk. The person takes that paper and works it into transactions. But now in the, on the digital world, they don't let, they don't allow that feature. They say, you have to create a transaction first, then you got to put the paper in, but that totally screws the whole workflow up. So, I mean, I tell you, I've got a book coming out and I'm already thinking of the second book. The, the book that's coming out now is called Start From Zero. And that book is probably one of the best books I've ever seen on how to start a business because we've got 15 different examples of employees transformed to entrepreneur, um, many of them millionaires. Um, actually, most of them are not in the book. We've got four millionaires featured in the book. Um, and we've got personality assessments next to each of them so you can see the makeup behind the person so you don't have to sit there and be jealous or angry at someone and wonder what you don't have that they do. You'll get to see exactly all the makeup of all these entrepreneurs. There's all kind, there's data and research in the book. It's not just like, Hey, here's my opinions on business. It's like, dude, this is freaking research. Anyway, I love this book. It's called start from zero, which Who's I have a special. Um, I am using a Jesse Krieger. Okay. Uh, through um, I'm not letting him put his brand on my book though. The brand of his publisher is called lifestyle entrepreneur press. Okay. And I'm like, I'm not a lifestyle entrepreneur. I live to build, I live to create. And that's where I have, I don't have fun traveling to beaches. I have fun building and creating. You can become a lifestyle entrepreneur with, if you build a brain like mine. However, I don't want lifestyle entrepreneur associated with the book. So he's just going to say, we had a, we had a fiasco of conversation on this. So, you know, I just said, listen, um, just say published by uh, Jesse Krieger instead or something. But um, so anyway, um, this book, a book publisher came to me. I started writing for them. I hated them. So I dropped them and I went to Jesse who I love. Um, but so that book has spawned me to think of my next one. Um, the next book I'm thinking of writing is called listen and grow rich. And it's not listen and go, go get, no, it's not listen and do well. It's listen and grow rich. And I'm talking like substantially rich, like money should be pouring into your life. If it's not pouring into your life, then you are not honoring the true laws of money. The true laws of money say you don't get to decide what works. You don't get to decide what people give you money for. It's not a personal endeavor. It's not your flashy, shiny ego or your brain that comes up with some great invention that gets to decide what works. You don't. I don't get to decide what you would buy. You are interested in what you're interested in. And it's my job to find out and listen and find out what you want to pay for. So that's a very humble approach to entrepreneurship because now I'm sitting down with someone. I'm saying, Hey, what's your most important activity? What problems are you encountering? Are there any problems that you want to solve? Nope. You're good right now. So great. I'm not going to try and force anything down your throat because I'm listening, but you can 10 X the amount of money you make 10 X your results. I have data like examples 10 X just by listening. All right. That is absolutely fantastic. You've got an incredible story and a great track record. Um, tons of takeaways for our folks who are interested in the book. Where is the best place for them to go to get it? Is there any place we can tell them yet? Yeah. Well, I got I love your podcast so much, man. And, and even more getting to hang out with you, getting to see how your mind works. I'm like, all right. Yeah. I like this. So, um, I set up a URL for your special, special listeners, special awesome. URL for your listeners. Cause I don't want you to buy the book unless you know, you're going to read it. Cause I don't want to have the best selling book. I want to have the most read book. So if you do start from zero.com forward slash shark, start from zero.com forward slash shark, you go to that page, no email capture required the ex to, to get the excerpt. The excerpt's right there. 
Um, read the excerpt. If you like the excerpt, then do pick up the book. If not, no hard feelings. We don't, we don't buy. But, awesome. You know. And then is it start from zero, the number or Z-E-R-O? Z-E-R-O, startfromzero.com forward slash shark. And we have a podcast where I mentor people directly one-on-one. I tell them exactly how to make money and then record it and show people and let people listen to it. If, if people like podcasts because they're listening to this, they might dig that too. Where do they go to find that? If you, you'll find, like, just go to the URL, you'll find stuff. All right. We will go to startfromzero.com forward slash shark. Dane Maxwell, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome and happy to be here. Thanks everybody for watching and listening. We'll talk to you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.